Flower. Hi, and welcome to another episode of High and Wide Radio. This is the Trade Deadline Edition. Here with me, as always, are Jack and Kyle, along with our very special guest, Kelly Hinkle from Broad Street Hockey Radio. Kelly, how are you? Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. I'm great. <laughs> Good. Pleasure to have you back. <laughs> yeah. Jack and Kyle, how are you guys feeling after uh, the Trade Deadline Monday? I'm feeling Better. like the road just got a little bit tougher, but that's okay because fly guys are rolling. Interesting. Kyle, how are you feeling? Do you feel the same? Oh, I feel a little better, to be honest with you, because the one thing I wanted them to address most, they addressed, and I'm happy with that. Okay, so it sounds like we're going to have some different perspectives here, and I'm excited. I'm juiced up. I'm amped up. Because I, I had a... I have some really good thoughts on what happened today. And you guys can tell me, Kelly, we can start with you. I saw a lot of mixed stuff on Twitter. And, you know, it seemed like the, the Capitals, for example, they pick up a Kovalchuk and all of a sudden they're going to win the Stanley Cup or the Penguins go get Patrick Marlowe. And it's like, oh, my God, how do they do it? And I'm just like, the guy's 36 and 40 years old. They're going to win the Cups all, all of a sudden with these guys? I mean, yeah. Thinking, Kelly, you see that kind of stuff floating around? Yes, I saw the the typical uh, Flyers Twitter meltdown nonsense after <laughs> the deadline passed. Um, I mean, we heard all of this this summer, right? Like we heard all about how every team in the Metro got better. And all the Flyers did were these stupid little depth moves, getting old guys that are washed up like Matt Niskin and guys with shitty numbers like Justin Braun. And I can't believe that this is all they did. And that seemed to work out pretty well so far. So for me personally, I feel like Chuck Fletcher has bought a little bit of rope. To yeah, like, I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I feel like given what he did over the summer, they weren't flashy moves. They weren't big moves. Neither were the two that he made today. And uh, I'm perfectly willing to see what happens. I mean, some of the, the the other Metro teams made bigger, flashier signings, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be better. Yeah, and you know, you, you mentioned like bigger, flashier, and I'm I'm seeing these moves happen, and I'm like, ten years ago, if Ilya Kovalchuk got traded, it would be fucking awesome. If ten years ago, uh, who the hell went to Pittsburgh? Patrick Marlowe got traded, everyone would be flipping out. Dude, he's forty years old, thirty six years old. These guys are. I don't know how much of a difference maker they're going to be. And it's not like these these two teams need cup experience. I mean, they got uh, Ovechkin, Crosby. Jack, you mentioned, you know, these moves could be kind of scary. What were you thinking when you saw some of these Metro teams making moves? Well, I knew right away that the Flyers' hands were kind of tied. Like, unless there was some kind of groundbreaking trade, what could we really do? You know, and all this Carter talk and Kapanen talk, and it just didn't seem feasible. 
You know, and I think, as Kelly had said about the offseason, I think Fletcher's kind of earned my trust a little bit, you know, so I kind of mm-hmm. trusted what he had to do. And as Kyle said, he added what we needed to add. He didn't just add somebody for the sake of adding. But when you see some of the big names that go to the other teams, it's just like with, with Pittsburgh, they already added Zucker. Like, let's not forget that. And it's like, and they just throw Marlowe on top of that. It's just like, how do they even find the room? But I will agree. Like, as you guys were saying, I remember when the Pittsburgh Penguins added, you know, a Ginless straight from Calgary and they didn't even make it to the cup. Like it doesn't mean yeah. everything, you know? So I'm not too worried. People definitely were freaking out. And one of the things you put on Twitter, Jim, I thought was funny. What you were just alluding to, you know, uh, Kovalchuk's 36, Marlowe 40, whatever, you know, but then you said, Hey, I'm kind of like Eric Stahl. And then you got blasted. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, it didn't really make any sense. I mean, yeah, they're flashy players, but in the end, what really matters is who's playing the best as a team and a unit. And I still see that as the Flyers. And they're really starting to creep up on guys, especially after this weekend. And maybe some of these moves were kind of like a panic move from, you know, Washington and Pitt as, you know, they really stumbled over the weekend. And here's the Flyers right hot on their tail. Some of the more intriguing moves for me really came from Carolina was all over the place making moves. Mm -hmm. And uh, even, you know, even teams who are out of it, like Buffalo got Wayne Simmons. Do they really think they have a shot at the playoffs? Like, and that's their, that's that how they're going to do it? Can we? What What was that? That like, was why? so weird. I yeah. Mean, like, why were I they think, buying anything? They must <laughs> talking Buffalo Bills out there or something. They're like, yeah, we got to get this, these fans back into it or something. I don't, I don't no. know. It made no sense to me whatsoever. I'm like, what, are they going to resign him or something? Like, I, I don't know. I, it made no sense to me, but at least they were active. Um, they essentially traded a fifth round pick for the privilege of paying half of Wayne Simmons' salary for the rest of the season. Well, you know what I liked best about that trade? There's a condition on it. If Pittsburgh or uh, Buffalo makes the playoffs and Simmons plays ten games, which would mean they'd have to go to the second round, the the, <laughs> the fifth becomes a fourth. So okay, <laughs> great. Like I don't know, it's just silly. Dude, that actually made me laugh. That was actually a bright spot today, Kyle. Do you like the moves the Flyers made? Do you think they can, you know, keep pace with these other teams? And I quote unquote keep pace. They're they're already keeping pace with these other teams. They didn't need the flashy player. Uh, what they did need was some bottom six talent, uh, some veteran to fill in those bottom six roles, especially for the playoffs. And the one thing the Flyers lacked, which I brought up on Twitter multiple times, is size. In their bottom six. Yeah, Kubel throws his weight around. That's great and all. But if uh, Kubel and Tom Wilson are meeting in the center of the ice, Kubel's going fucking flying. So one of the major things that I wanted them to add was a little bit of size, a little bit of grit. And Grant's no slouch. The dude's got 14 goals this year, and he was centering the fourth line, and he got 14 goals. He's no slouch. He's big. And that was my main concern watching Tampa Bay manhandle us. And then the second game of the home and home with Columbus, Columbus manhandled us in the first and second period. Yeah, granted, we still won the game, but in a seven game series, if you're getting manhandled like that, chances are you're not making it out of the series. Yeah, really good points. I mean, the teams that, that have uh, given the Flyers the most trouble this year are, are the bigger, more physical teams. They're 0-3 against the Islanders and I think 0-2 against the Lightning and, you know, got beat pretty handily. I mean, they lost one nothing to the Lightning, but never really, I don't think they were ever really threatening to win that game. And they lost a couple, uh, what was it, a week or two ago, 5-3, where they had to come all the way back and it was too late. 
Those are good examples. I mean, the more physical teams give the Flyers some trouble. They acquired uh, Nate Thompson, who has playoff experience. Uh, he's gone on some deep runs. I think, I want to say with the Kings and the Lightning or the Ducks, two out of three of those teams he went pretty deep with. But uh, Nate Thompson, six foot one, 205 pounds, 35 years old, uh, will fill in on that fourth line center role. Uh, Derek Grant, 29 years old, six foot three, 206 pounds. I saw some weird roster projections with him, you know, in the second or third, even fourth line roles. I mean, Kelly, have you seen anything or heard anything about where he's going to be playing on the team? So I'm kind of assuming that he's going to slot into Farabee's spot. Um, I mean, they may juggle some things around, but with Farabee and Bunneman being sent to Allentown today, you kind of have to assume that if Thompson's going to be the fourth line guy, then Grant's going to slot in somewhere where Farabee would have fit into the lineup. So I'm assuming third line. But if he plays well, I guess he could play up to the second. But I don't know why they would. The top six has been pretty yeah. good. So Yeah, I saw that about putting Thompson in the top six. I'm like, what? Like, why, yeah, why would we do that? Yeah, I don't know why that? you would. So I wanted to ask. Actually, I forget what I was going to ask. So let's move on. So it sounds like sure, everyone kind of. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm writing everything else down. <laughs> Sounds like everybody trusts in Chuck, which, you know, in the past, you know, we've all said, oh, trust in Hextall, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know if we ever really believed it. This is the first time where I'm like, I think the Flyers are in good hands with this guy. Like, I kind of trust that he's not going to mess anything up. You, you look at Chuck's uh, Fletcher's past trade, trade deadline moves, and there's never been anything really flashy. He's never really got burnt with anything. It's always kind of little tweaks. And... That's all I think that we were mostly expecting going in. You know, there's always that that dream where, oh, maybe they can get an Eric Stahl or maybe a Jason Zucker or whoever. But I think the fact that he made two little tweaky moves kind of shows you that, okay, like we know we have something here. We're going to try to make a push, but we're not going to do anything that's going to bust up the locker room or anything like that. We're not going to, you know, bust up the cap anymore. I'm happy. I'm gen- um, I'm gen- generally or genuinely generally happy with the moves today. Oh. Yeah. Both of those things. <laughs> I'm yeah. genuinely, generally happy to <laughs> Well, Jim, to, just to piggyback off what you said about Fletcher, I think that's you should give him credit for what he did in the offseason. Mm-hmm. I remember a while ago when the Red Wings added uh, Marion Hosa for their run, and they came down to the trade deadline. They're like, yeah, we're not making any moves. We added Hosa in the offseason. It's like, you know, Fletcher kind of geared up for the full season. That's why we had no cap left. And when you consider what happened to Patrick and Lindblom and really not getting too much out of Ghost and where they're at right now, it's been a fantastic job. So this team really only needs a few tweaks and they're a super close team. And you know, honestly, the only thing that really bothers me a little bit right now or scares me, I should say is if they get some serious injuries, which we did add some depth and you know, if the goaltending falters because they're just young or hearts young, um, you know, so, but that's, that just pays tribute to what he's done, that the team is what, doing what they're doing, that we're just going to add a little bit and go with what we have. That's also showing that he has confidence in his team. And you really can't – you have to back that. I think that's fantastic. I think it's worth noting. I don't know if you guys seen Dave Isaacs or Isaac, whatever, uh, his article, <clears throat> that uh, apparently Fletcher pulled some of the leaders of the Flyers in with Elaine Vignot and asked them all what they would want. What do they want to see take place at the trade deadline? It wasn't just uh, GM's decision, which, I mean, that's that's a hell of a move by a GM to pull the leaders in and say, hey, what would you guys like to see me do? I hadn't seen that, but I love that. 
It's fantastic. Because not only does it show that he's got faith in the leadership core of this team, it also shows that he values their opinion of what they need on the ice. And obviously, Ron Hextall was not that kind of guy. Um, And, you know, we're still in a honeymoon period with Chuck. Mm -hmm. Eventually, he's going to do something that's really going to piss us off. But so far, we don't have any reason not to trust him. So I think we should just do that and enjoy ourselves, which is like a wild idea for Flyers fans. But I think that we can. We just do it. <laughs> That's kind of how I'm feeling. I'm kind of just yeah. going along with the ride right now. I'm not going to... Actually, I'm, a, I'm letting myself get excited because this is a fun team. Yes, I, it is. You know, and they're giving you stuff to be excited about. I mean, they're making a run for first place. I mean, it's, it's crazy how, how competitive the division is. Where if they lose one or two games, we could easily just be talking about, man, I hope they make the playoffs. But they're making a push for first in the Metro, where a couple months ago they were 12, 15 points back. It's pretty amazing how, how they've kept pace and even gained on the top teams. Yeah. Okay. I was just going to say, I know that you somebody mentioned uh, Carolina making a lot of moves. And that's obviously one of the teams that the Flyers are going to be fighting with. Um, but they have a big-time goalie problem that they did not address at all. So well, I'm not... I'm that not as worried on, about Carolina. That depends on how you feel about the Zamboni driver. <laughs> you guys <laughs> get a chance to watch. He's property. He's day. property of Toronto, though. He's Toronto. Oh, what a Benedict Arnold! <laughs> yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, I felt the same way. I'm like, they're doing all these moves and doing all this, you know, to get all these players. I'm like, they still have it. Are they loading up on D because they have no goalie? I mean, it's it's always been their issue. Even when the guys that they have on the roster who are hurt were the starters, goaltending was still their issue. Now they're not even there. And I, I really don't know what they're going to do. And they're, they're really on the outside looking in if they're barely hanging on at this point. Mm-hmm. So they needed to do – they should have been in on Leonard. To be honest with you, I mean, I like Malcolm Supan a little bit, I guess. And I know there was a second round pick involved, but they couldn't swing nothing with Chicago. I mean, they've had a lot of dealings with them in the past. I don't I don't know. That was odd. That would have been my my target for sure. I thought their trade deadline day was interesting as well. And, you know, as far as their goaltending, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they know if someone's going to come back soon. I guess if they were going to address it, I mean, they could have if they thought it was a, a big need. But they called up serviceable guys in Anton Forsberg. He, I think he's been around for a little bit. He played with Chicago and I want to say maybe Columbus. Nedeljkovic is a decent prospect, I think. I'm not sure. I guess he's not ready to play this year. I thought he'd be ready. Um, But they called them both up and I think they're both serviceable. I don't know if you guys watched any of that Leafs game, but once that new guy came in, I mean, it was kind of like back and forth a little bit in the second, but that third period, Carolina absolutely shut down the Maple Leafs defensively. Like it was like, it was... Pretty amazing to see. Like I don't even I don't know how many shots they gave up. Maybe four or five in a third period, but they were tough to play against. They dominated, and I'm only assuming that they're gonna try to continue to play like that. And maybe that's why they didn't address the goaltending situation. Having said that, they did bring in two extra defensemen, uh, as everybody knows by now. Dougie Hamilton's out. Uh, Brett Pesci, I, I think, is out with the upper body injury. Went into the boards pretty awkwardly, and something's up with Hayden Flurry. I didn't I didn't read what, but they went out today and they spent a first-round pick on Brady Shea, which I was pretty surprised about. I didn't think New York was going to be selling. Kelly, your thoughts on that trade? Um, I mean, Brady Shea is a hockey player. <laughs> a first-round <laughs> I mean, pick, not... though? He's a good defenseman. Oh, I've is heard he, is he good? Is he, he, well, he, he is a defenseman. Pretty, he was the last two years for the most part. I mean, 
what I've heard, there's two schools of thought with the Rangers on this. Is some people think they sold low. And other people are like, you got a first-round pick. You're not selling low when you get a first-round pick. He's just not gelling with New York this year right now, you know. And I think they he is making $5.5 million, and they just felt they could get a first for him. And they have a, they want to re-sign um, D'Angelo. And it was a, a little bit of cap relief. I think they buy out Mark Stahl still. Um, and I think, you know, they, they signed Kreider too. So I think it was a little bit of cap relief, and he just wasn't gelling this year. And they just got what they could for him. And the first-round pick's not too bad, so. No, that's is, fine. Is he under contract for a couple more years or just this year or next uh, he's, year? Uh, he's got some term, I, I believe. Oh, yeah, he that does. Was, that was something Carolina was looking for, too, a defenseman with term. Wow, he's so. signed until 23-24. Yeah, 5.5 for a defenseman, a young defenseman who was projected to be pretty damn good. I mean, we'll see if he gets there. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah you're taking a gamble, but... Of course. Know. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, defense is always going to be at a premium, which mm-hmm. is so funny. I always thought Carolina, I know they have a lot of injuries, but they still got, like, Jake Bean in their system. They've had tons and tons of defensive prospects. And the fact that I'm hearing them trade for so many defensemen, like, what? I mean, a lot of it is injuries. And I think I think uh, Pesci's out for – he might be out for the year from what I heard. So, I mean, that, that's pretty tough. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is a big loss. It looks like they're going for it. And I have another question I want to ask you guys after we – Talk about these other moves here, but they made another move for Sammy Vatten, and they gave up a fourth round pick and uh, a decent prospect. That I forget it's one of those names I can't say, like Yanni Kukkonen or something like that. Decent Kuka, AHL Kuka something rather Kuka, right? Yeah, <laughs> decent <laughs> AHL prospect. What were your thoughts on that move, Kyle? I mean, Vatten is a solid NHL defenseman playing twenty minutes a night for New Jersey. He's hurt. He's right now. I think he's hurt, but he should provide them some solid depth. Yeah, the, the last I heard is uh, Vontanen, oh God, don't shoot me for saying this again, uh, has been practicing with the team, but uh, <laughs> has not been cleared yet to play. Uh, they they say he's got he's about a week out to when, when he can actually play a game. I think it's a solid move for them. They're desperate for D. They're, they're, they're getting bit by yeah, the injury are. bug a little bit. So yeah, I really I had do. to resist making that joke. It was <laughs> right there. Say it again slowly. <laughs> Desperate for D. Who among us? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. I hate no, but he, He's right, though. I, I actually like the trade, too. Uh, I have had Vatnin in fantasy for quite a while, so I've been following him since he was with the Ducks, and I, I do like Sammy Vatnin, and I, I never imagined him being here, obviously, but um, for what they gave up, I believe he's on the last year of his deal, though. I think it's a straight-up rental. Um yeah, I, I, I like it for him, for sure. Would you got Kelly, I'll ask you first. Would you have been okay if the Flyers moved the fourth? And I don't know what the equivalent to that prospect would have been. So I, I threw out Rupstoff earlier. Would you have been okay with the fourth and Rupstoff for, for Vatanen? Fuck no. Sorry. I don't know. I don't, I don't think the need is there. It just seems like a move that the Flyers don't need to make. So why make it? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, I know that there's a lot of worry about Ghost, but you've got Friedman if you need him. Haig's been playing okay, so yeah, I just don't, it doesn't seem like a move the Flyers would have needed to make, so I I don't know if I would have hated it, but it would have been like a, why are we doing that type of thing. Yeah, I guess my he, thought is, go ahead, Jack. Now, if he was a straight-up rental, I would say hell no. 
You know, if they were yeah. considering resigning him, I'd have two schools of thought. I want to know what he'd be making for how long, so I'm really not sure. And if we'd have drafted Cole Caulfield instead of Cam York, <laughs> then I'd been okay with. You know, but since, oh but since we since we <laughs> didn't, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not going down that train. I'm just saying since we didn't, I don't see the need. Like we have defense, we're okay, we're good there. I'd rather add center depth. I'd rather add a scoring winger if it's feasible. We're, you know, so I, I was okay with it. I would rather have seen Vatten go out west, but hey, it is what it is. Okay, just wondering, so you guys are cool with Myers and Haig and potentially Gosses Bear for the playoffs? Yep. Okay. Just yeah, I don't, I don't think there are. I mean, the whole team, they just gel. The whole team just gels. I really have no issues with anything. I'm just a little worried about young goaltending because uh, we, we always say this, but when it, the season actually comes along, we all get, not all of us, but most of us get a little, you know, nervous and upset about it is, well, yeah, he's young. We'll take our lumps. It's growing pains. But now that we're like in it, you know, if anything falters, we're going to freak out. So, I mean, I'm a little worried about it, but at the same time, we kind of saw it coming. But, I mean, you know, we'll see. I mean, at the very least, we'll get experience. All right. Just wondering. Just wondering. Did we talk about Trocheck already? That whole thing? No, I don't think we, we did. Not. did. No, we did not. I, I don't know if I saw that one coming. And then for, for what they gave up, uh, Kyle's favorite player. What's his name? Walmart. Ah. <laughs> Dude, it's been... That it's been the cause of my drunkness for multiple Flyers games. <laughs> that was a fun <laughs> night. I'm like, they keep saying Walmart. <laughs> Who they who they also gave Eric Holla. I remember him with the Knights. He, the, yeah. not bad, not a bad player. And then I think it was what was it, two prospects or yeah, I can look that up. Four player. They traded four guys. Um, but you know, I definitely like Trocheck. Um, that team has always needed some more forward power. So I mean, that's I just like that trade. And people said to you on on Twitter, Jim, when you said who they brought in, what they gave up. They're like, oh, you got to remember, they gave up Holla and uh, Walmark. I'm like, I like Trocheck. Yeah. yeah, like I understood where they're coming from, and this is the kind of question I wanted to ask you guys here because that that move looks really good. All three of the moves look pretty good for the for the Hurricanes, but I'm wondering how that will affect the chemistry in the locker room, bringing in three complete new players and you know two guys in Walmart and and Hall are leaving. Who you know they were with the team. La- or, or, I'm sorry, Walmart was with the team last year. Hall was traded to them this year. Does the chemistry get affected to the point where, you know, maybe they kind of stumble for a little bit? And if you stumble in the Metro, you're probably not going to make the playoffs. Especially for Carolina. If, yeah, what do you think? But if if they stumble at all, they can always revert back to the lineup that was winning. You don't have to dress Grant or Thompson. No, he's he, talking about the Hurricanes. He means Carolina uh, with all the guys they brought in. Wow. Yeah, um, essentially, no, I don't they, pay attention. They swapped out. <laughs> he's honest. They swapped out two, and they and they brought in three. I mean, it's it's something different. I mean, you know, you know what it is. I have two schools of thought. One is immediately like, yeah, that could be an issue, absolutely. But I really do like the structure they have over there. The whole jerks thing last year. I I listened to Brendan Moore's little speech after the goalie like helped him out. They got a nicely knit team over there. I think they'll be okay. Ultimately, I don't know if they'll make the playoffs because they're they got no goaltending and they're right on the cusp. But I don't think it'll be too big of a deal. Uh, I also don't think that these players will immediately come in and gel right away either. No, yeah, there's always a little too. bit of, yeah, there's a little adjustment for anybody. But, right. I mean, they're professional athletes. I don't really think anybody's going to, you know, be super sad that their friend got traded and now they can't play hockey anymore. Like, I think it'll be <laughs> fine. They'll be playing that golf. Sounds like something the fires up there. <laughs> <laughs> 
I saw some of that shit on Twitter today. It was enraging. What was it? I missed it. I, I had a couple of people in my mentions like, well, what about the chemistry? They've been playing so well together. What about the chemistry? Like, we lost Bunneman and Farabee. Like, if those two guys are, like, the locker room glue that was holding this team together, I think we've got bigger problems. Yeah. I don't think it's a big deal that we brought in a fourth-line center and a third-line winger. Like, I think that the team's going to be just fine. Nah, this seems like a different team this year. Maybe in years past, but this team, they it's like a different culture, a different it really personality is. it's taken on. Where they, they, they seem more relaxed. They seem like where they're just, they're they're playing, they're held accountable, but they're also, like, they're still themselves. We're under Hextall, it was no accountability, but strict dieting, no alumni, like all a bunch of bullshit. And now it seems very, you know, look, look at Kevin Hayes. Perfect example of what he said on Spit, Spit and Chicklets. Like, this is the closest team I've ever been a part of. And he's the outsider, and he's, like, already one of the leaders on the team immediately. Like, that, that just shows you the culture that this team is now. And that's fan. That's why they're playing so well. Everybody's buying in, and they're just gelling together. They're fun to watch. I'm having fun watching the Flyers. I haven't been able to say that in a long time. Seriously. About 10 years. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we talked about the Penguins. Actually, we really didn't talk about the Penguins moves that much. We we talked about Jason Zucker a couple weeks ago. Would have liked to see him on the Flyers. Unfortunately, they would have had to work a couple of things around to make that happen. Uh, but today, the Penguins acquire Patrick Marlowe. Uh, for a third, it, it's a conditional pick. It could end up as a second if the Penguins win the cup, so it's going to stay a third. Uh, and they acquire Connor Sheary and Evan Rodriguez for Dominic Cahoon from the Buffalo Sabres. What were you guys thinking when you saw these moves? Kelly, we could start with you first. The Patrick Marlowe one was a head-scratcher. Like, I didn't... I don't understand. I mean, obviously, Patrick Marlowe brings a lot to the table, but as you said earlier, he's 40. Like, I don't really know what you felt you needed out of a 40-year-old Patrick Marlowe. Um, them Not bringing like he's got back any Con- cup experience either, you know? <laughs> like, the Connor, bringing back Connor Sherry is interesting. It's I, actually, I actually liked Connor Sherry. I thought he was, I think he's a decent player. He came from Buffalo, right? Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, but he was originally with Pitt, and that's where he yeah. was. Good. Like he wasn't yeah. anything in Buffalo. Evan Rodriguez is actually not a bad bottom six player, but like Kelly was saying about Marlowe, that doesn't make any sense to me either. I mean, he was went to Toronto, had one decent season, and then they, you know, he played again. He was bad, and then they bought him out. You know, they bought him out. He went to San Jose. How's San Jose do this year? Like they're 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 terrible. So I don't what's you have plenty of cup experience here. Is this just it feels like it's just a name. This feels like an NHL. Well, he's a name. He was good. He's 40. Don't matter. It doesn't bother me one bit. Like, I still like our team better. Like I really do. Yeah. Soccer, different story that that trades. That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm still worried about. They didn't do anything today that, you know, made me change how I feel. They've lost three straight. So I, I'm a big Jason Zucker guy too. I, you know, I, I like his speed. He could score. You know, pairing him up with Crosby or whoever, you know, he's going to end up lighting the world on fire with Pittsburgh now. Um, hmm. They've lost three straight. They're struggling a little bit. They've lost to the they've lost to the Leafs. They've lost to Sabers, and they've lost to the Capitals on Sunday. You know, we've we've said on this show, you can't lose three games in a row in this division, or you're going to get passed. Lucky for the Penguins that, you know, they did so well. They're still three points uh, out of third place and second. They're going through something right now, and I don't think they have the defense 
And I don't think the Capitals have the defense either. I don't think the Capitals have the goaltending or the defense. I think I was really surprised that Pittsburgh didn't make a move for for any any defense. And I think that's going to come back to get them. Patrick Marlowe's not not the answer for them. I know they got Crosby and Malkin already, so it's not like they need a lot. But I, I think I like the move they made with Buffalo more than I do the one with Marlowe. Marlowe's just a name now. It's like, oh, Patrick yeah. Marlowe got traded again. He looks cool, but he's not the same guy. You know, with the Penguins, I'm sure he's going to put up 20 goals in 20 games now. But I don't blame you for being cynical at all. The, the, the other team I wanted to talk about was, was the Capitals. I mean, we touched on Kovalchuk a little bit. I mean, it's cool to see him and Ovechkin play together and whatever because they're, you know, they're both Russian and they both can score or whatever. But the, the Brendan Dillon trade for me really kind of said a lot of what's happening in Washington. Like he's already playing first pair of minutes. Like they're pretty beat up on defense as well. And Braden Holpe, I don't know if anyone's noticed he was in the all-star game for some reason, but he stinks this that year. Bullshit. Yeah. He, he stinks. <laughs> and uh, Samsonoff's still a kid. Like yeah, they, yeah. they can't throw him in. Like if they're, if they're serious about winning the cup, they, they can't, uh, I, I don't see it being feasible. Hopi's uh, Hopi's super hot and cold though. Like I feel like he can come on. At any time, yeah. I don't. Yeah, it's true. I mean, he was fantastic when they won the cup, especially mm-hmm. in the Stanley Cup Finals itself. Uh, but what I've seen right now, I, I you know, I understand why they added to their D. That and Gudis is getting killed right now. <laughs> like they, they yeah, do that not trade looks so good. All. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I like the Dylan trade. I mean, they gave up exactly what we gave up for Braun. So, <laughs> you know, I like, but, uh, I just, like seeing all them right hands. He was feeding Malkin the other day. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I do, definitely agree with that. You know, uh, but to get into Kovacek a little bit, I got to re- you got to remember he's, you know, he's making league minimum and he's you're putting him on a line. It's not so much Ovechkin. It's it's the Kuznetsov and the Backstrom. If he's playing with any of them or Yo- Oshi, and especially if they're on that, he put him on a power play and suddenly they have to like, you can't cover Ovechkin and leave Kovalchuk open. I, I know he's not the same guy, but he could do some damage. And for making nothing, uh, I don't know. I, I'm like 50-50 on him right now. What, how, how good of an acquisition that would be. But uh, they really didn't, third round picks, okay. But I definitely don't dislike the deal. I also don't think it's going to put them over. Like some people were saying like, Oh, cancel the playoffs. I'm like, all right, relax. It's not, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. I'm not happy about it, but I'm not going to cry over it. I was still capitals are still a team. If the flyers were to play in the first round, I'd be, I would take them over Pitt. Oh, for sure. I think they match up against the cap so well. I would love to get them in the first round. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dylan and Kolchuk, they still match up against caps. Totally all about it. Kyle, We're noting uh, Ilya Kovalchuk has 22 points in 39 games this season. That's no slouch numbers. He Come had on, a lot with Montreal too. For I was a 36 year old player, I was going to say the opposite of what you just said, and you guys can can shit all over me all you want. 30 36 year old player at league minimum, 22 points in 39 games. What it's not even. Don't you like about that? Look, look what he did with Montreal. It was he was has scored in last He's game. He's on the same paces with the Kings. No, he's not. He's on a yeah. way better pace. I know he is. The Kings, the he Kings, has like six goals him. and seven assists with Montreal in like twenty-two games. He was—he's just over a half a point a game player. This is a league minimum guy you're talking about. He was like, doing I the think. same thing with the Kings. 
Uh, he was benched mm-hmm. on he the Kings. Well, here, he they, was making six and a half. They bought out his contract. Dude, <laughs> all right, so, so listen to this. The only reason that you're hearing about Ilya Kovalchuk more now is because he's playing. he was playing in Montreal. How about that? Because he mm-hmm. sucked with the Kings, and he sucked with Montreal. He did not so, suck with Montreal. That's not true. He got a, I think he had a little bit of like a new team bump there when they first got him, but I think he slowed down quite a bit. If I towards the towards the trade deadline, Montreal's also not very good, and I definitely agree that he, uh, he because he might resign there. Like he really liked playing in Montreal. Like I think Montreal played this beautifully (laughs) outside of not making the playoffs, obviously. But like (laughs) you you acquire a guy at league minimum, and then you flip him for a third round pick, and when he was with you, for the most part, he produced. Like you can't beat that. You know, the Kings, he was making six and a half million dollars and that whole team just <laughs> took a shit. He's making league minimum. Like You're not you don't need that six and a half million dollar production when he's making league minimum for you. You're just getting whatever you can. And for the most part, it's worked out. Um, and then you take that skill set and you put them in limited situations with Washington. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely not happy about it. But listen, I'll still take the Flyers. You know, and they have to play somebody. You said Montreal's not in the playoffs right now. You mean to tell me Dal Weiss and Jordan Wheel didn't put them over the edge? Don't put you know, I was going to say Nick Cousins, too, but he got traded. <laughs> <laughs> did he? Where'd he go? Oh, shit. What were it's? I think it was like Vegas or something. Somewhere weird. Did he really? He got I traded. I remember reading it, and now I can't remember where he went. Wow. It was towards the end of the day. I'll, I'll I can't believe yeah, teams yeah, want Nick Cousins. Hold on. I'll get it. I'll get it. <laughs> But uh, real quick, so my opinion for Ilya and Jack, to your point, the Montreal Canadiens signing up for league minimum of getting a third is pretty genius. Um, I just think that he hasn't produced at a solid level in the NHL since 2012, 2013. And he hasn't produced at his level since then because he was scoring like 40 goals a season at that point. Yeah. and I mean, league minimum. What do you really expect? That that's my whole thing. That and at the time, I don't feel this way anymore because I really like the way the team's gelling. But at the time, we were struggling. We were in a little bit of a tailspin. I'm like, why are we not? And then you know, Limblom's out. Patrick doesn't look like he's coming back. That's when I was like, why not take a flyer on a guy who's making literally nothing, who used to score 40 goals and really stick it to the Devils just for shits, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just, and they didn't, even, we weren't even interested in him. And I was kind of like a little aggravated about that. And then he goes uh. to Montreal and he picks it up a little bit. And the whole cancer in the rock room is that's yep. kind of that's you know I don't know how I feel about that. I've heard I've heard stories on both sides. I've heard he's been great and he's been terrible, but ultimately. Our t- it was the right decision because our team is playing phenomenal right now. So I, yeah. I'm okay with where it's at. I think Montreal played it fine, you know, and here we are. Ultimately, would I want to play against him with the Capitals? Yeah, because I believe in my team more than I do them right now. Yeah, Worth he's going to score. No, go ahead. Worth noting, uh, Montreal retained half of that league minimum salary. Yeah, as well, they did. So <laughs> the Capitals are only paying $300,000. Uh, uh, nope, not doing it. Deal breaker. <laughs> Kelly, you had something to say about the uh, uh, locker room? I was just going to say that Kovalchuk's definitely going to score some goals with the Capitals, especially on the power play, but I'm not at all worried about it. And also, I do think that he is probably not a great guy in the room. He strikes me as the kind of player that will just decide that he doesn't feel like playing anymore. I think that's what happened in LA. Like he just decided, fuck this team. I don't like them anymore. 
I'm not going to play hockey to the best of my ability. And I think that's kind of a thing that he does. Um, and I don't love that attitude in a room full of young guys. Well, he definitely did that with the Devils. That's for yeah, sure. exactly. That's what I mean. It's not the first time with him. Like he's and just... what, Was that a 12 or 15 year deal that he signed back when that was a thing? <laughs> Oh, and by the way, Nick Cousins traded to the Golden Knights for a 2021 fourth round pick. Wow. They did not need that, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Kovalchuk's like the, the perfect personality for Montreal. Like they love guys like that. And Kovalchuk, I feel like he hasn't played in a hockey town like his whole career, has he? Montreal, oh, that's I just mean, it. I, th- I think he's full of himself and playing yeah. in a place like Montreal fits. Yep, but I exactly. also think it added to his play a little bit, too. Like, I think that that's why he played a little bit better. I'm wondering if there's going to be, like, an ego thing here with, with Ovi. I mean, maybe we're reading too much into this, but there's only 20 games left in the season. But I could see him really, you know, not well, getting I'm the puck on power shot. plays and shit. If I'm a culture, I'm, I'm keeping my mouth shut and trying to, you know, raise my value to get paid next season, whether it's in <laughs> Montreal or somewhere else. Are the Kings still paying him, or is that was that like voided? Yeah, How that was no, next year. He's being paid by four teams, I believe. <laughs> oh my god! One of hey, them are Rush Boy Devils. Like Kings. he's got the life. He could just do whatever the hell he wants. He's getting paid. Mm-hmm. I, wait, but is he actually being paid by LA? Because I thought he stopped coming, so he voided contract. I don't. I do thought you they bought him pay out? out. I, I thought I read contract extermination. I thought they bought him out. It was Actually, definitely contract termination. Nobody got bought out. If it out. is, then he's not getting paid. Hold on, let me see. Because I, I thought he just stopped thing. coming. Because he just stopped going to practice. He stopped showing up for shit. And then they put him on waivers for contract termination. Same as Bogosian. He was like, yeah, I'm just not. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, New Jersey's paying him a lot of money until... 2024, 25. No, I think Kyle's right. I think he it was terminated. Compared. Maybe he's getting paid by three then. Oh yeah, New Jersey's <laughs> was terminated. Who's counting at this point? I mean, three, four, whatever. <laughs> New Jersey's yeah, still. But that yeah. just that just goes to Kelly's point that you know he's I'm done playing, I'm done showing up, you know. So whatever. He might. Still, you know what? La La might be paying him just off the basis that he's a 35-year and older contract. I think it still counts against their cap, but I don't know if they're actually physically paying him. Yeah, I don't know. It looks like whatever it is, and it's it's over next year anyway, so... Yeah, that's true. Whatevs. But, um, there you go. Yeah, fuck the Capitals, fuck the Penguins. That's <laughs> basically what we you got know, at all that. There you go. Well, one trade I do want to talk about, if we can move on from the Capitals, is Pajot to uh, the Islanders. I actually, at first, I was like iffy about that trade, and then they signed him to an extension, and I was kind of like, Ugh, now I kind of like that trade for the Islanders. I think Pajot is going to fall off the face of the earth after this year, and they're going to be stuck with another Andrew Ladd. <laughs> That's why I would be I think shocked. That would be nice. How young he is, I would be shocked. I think they're well, – it's not the first young player to have one good season and be so, like. So all the times we say, oh, he's putting up all these great points on a bad team. We should get that guy. That just doesn't apply to Pajot. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fighting you guys off all the time, but now it just, nope, doesn't apply this time. No, I, I think he's good. So teamly structured. Um, hopefully you're right. I hope I'm wrong. Believe me. But five million is really not even that much. 
He's going to have eight goals from now until the end of the year for uh, big, well, end of the year. How many games is that? It's like what? 20 games still. Maybe less. But when you're signing a guy who's supposed to put up what? Everybody's expecting him to be a 30 goal scorer, right? At $5 million. I don't think so. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how he fits in Trotz's system, which is like super defense first. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. And he yeah. doesn't I don't know play how that's defense. Annoying. That's not going to help. Yeah, I, no, I, don't know. I honestly have no idea if he knows how to play defense or not. I feel like everything was just every every man for himself in Ottawa. You know, if you want to get out of here. <laughs> I, I never understood. I never got all season long. I didn't get the whole Pajot thing. I think it's just because he. I think it's because he was obviously available, and yeah. he's a center, and he's young, and he's relatively good. Like that combination of things doesn't pop up that often. So it was just like that's the guy. Like kind of like last year, everyone decided that like getting Panarin was like the thing that you had to do to win the off season. Yeah, getting Peugeot was the thing that you had to do to win deadline day. We'll see how it works out. But Trotz is a magician anyway. I don't know how that team's any good. Doesn't make any sense to me at, at the same all. time. They bring in Parise. It was like Parise for Lad or something like that. Yeah, I don't think that got finished. No, it did not. That didn't. Oh, good, because that didn't make any sense to me either. It just seemed like a Lamorello guy. He's just trying to bring in one of his guys. Mm-hmm. Another old guy, yeah. Which, like, same thing he did with the what's his name from the New Jersey, and he gave up a lot to bring him in too. Andy Green. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. know. I mean. I'm not a guy with the Flyers got Pajot. I definitely wouldn't be upset. <laughs> like, I mean, not for what they, I don't, they gave up a lot for him though. Well, see the re-signs what made me like the deal. Oh, the, yeah. And, yeah. And at 5 million, like, come on, what is that? Fucking McDonald was making $5 million a year. I, I don't know. I'm just not a Pajot guy. And it says he's 5'10 on here. Like he watching him on TV. He's not 5'10. You think he's taller no, or shorter? I think he's a lot shorter. Well, then you gotta add skates. Put sands on skates. <laughs> Dude, he like he's we're, not five ten. We're just basing this off of TV. I think I'm on TV. <laughs> he looks small. It's the eye test. It's not analytics. It's the eye test. <laughs> yeah, well, you, I mean, they do that. They'll pump a guy's numbers up just just yeah. to put it on paper. I don't think he's five ten. He's a shrimp. He's so not I don't like know. Briere size. I was just gonna say, like, we, we this he's is coming from guys that, who don't love Briere. Like, what's this about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Something about Pajot. And like, I'm not crazy about smaller players. Not like, I don't have anything against them, but I'm like, can why we, is everyone going crazy for Pajot? Can we address that for just a, a quick second? Yes, please. Just for a second. How the fuck are you over six foot tall getting beat up by somebody who's five foot four? I can explain. <laughs> Low center of gravity. It's yeah, he's got all the leverage, dude. <laughs> And he's also not giving it his sorry, all. Man. Sandheim looked like he barely wanted to get involved. What are you supposed to do with them? Like he's he's pushing you, like you know where your your nads are. Like what are you supposed to do? Listen, it's one of those things where, where like, Sandheim, hold his head so he can't reach you with his arm. <laughs> yeah. Sandheim, yeah. Sandheim has everything to lose that. and nothing to gain. There's nothing good about those scenarios. Yeah. Like you ever get beat up by a little kid? No. Yeah, like, every fucking day of my life. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Junior Kyle. How are you supposed to get him away from you? Like, he's already all up in you. It's like, all right, well, I'll just go down. Yeah, I don't if know. You win, it's like, oh, well, good for you. And if you lose, it's the worst thing in the world. What I'm more surprised about with that is no one's really talking about how he completely destroyed Claude Giroux. 
because that's oh, what the hit. everything. Yeah, uh, the way I look at it is, uh, Drew Drew took the hit to make the play. So I like you know, good for you, Drew. You did you did you did took one for the team. They destroyed him. <laughs> that had nothing on what Latang or what Drew did the Latang in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm not saying it was a bad hit. I'm saying Claude Drew got destroyed by a five foot five whatever he is. Because well, he uh, put himself on. in position to be destroyed <laughs> because he made the play for the team. And he's fine because the guy was only five, what, five, whatever. All right. So you could say that Sandheim took the um took the spotlight off Giroux, who got destroyed by Nathan Gerby. By so you're saying back. he threw the fight to take the spotlight <laughs> off the <laughs> <laughs> he's getting enough credit for that that's what i'm saying i think sam Jim, you, you know, i love that i love that spin <laughs> you should work for cnn man i'm, I'm saying Giroux got destroyed and sandheim got all the heat all right so whatever wow. anything else you want to get on with whatever i'm told i'm proud of you i like that thank you thank you kyle anything else that you wanted to add on with the nathan gerby no yeah. that was perfect <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is Sandheim should get a little bit of respect for that. He stuck up for it. Does his- now that you laid it out for me? I never, I didn't see that. That's good. I think, I think at the end of the game, Elaine Vigneault put a a golden star up next to, <laughs> up on the board. I'm pretty sure they got a board up right every time somebody does something good, they get a gold star. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh my god! Know. Hey, whatever makes them gel. You should do that on this show. A little bit more yeah. intense. You, you would have, have negative stars. gold stars. I wish you would. <laughs> All my stars go to Kelly. Yay! <laughs> wow. What a suck up. Last, yo, last show she called me her favorite. She gets my stars. Fuck you, Jack. Sorry. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> what Listen. else do we have here? Before we get too uh, off, the, or do we want to get off the rails? I don't know. It's up to you guys. Well, hold on. We're we already off the rails. Who else in the metro added that we should be afraid of? Nobody. We shouldn't be afraid of anybody because the Flyers are going to finish first hold on, quote, and I possibly win the cup. New Jersey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. No. They subtracted. Rangers were odd. The Rangers. Who cares? Yeah. No. They, I think that we hit the metro for the most part. Other than that, it was a lot of like. Uh, you know, Laner went to the end. Cousins went to the, went to Vegas. My, uh, about, Edmonton uh, added. They got uh, our boy that we wanted from the Red Wings. Um, yeah, that's gonna be a, a that's gonna be a fun line. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be a fast line, man. McDavid and uh, Athanasiu. I was waiting for one of you guys to say the name. <laughs> Athanasiu. Uh, I said it wrong. Athanasiu. Yeah. Athanasiu. Yeah. <laughs> I only know that because Bill calls him happy to see you. Oh, that's the way to remember it. That's the only way that's I remember it. That's what you need. It. You need those, like, tricks, you know, to remember oh, Andreas, happy to see you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was a pretty dull deadline for us, but I'm not upset about it. We're in Go years in past. I would have. Yeah, exactly. I Like, I would have been in the past. And now I'm just like, one, I understood outside of doing something drastic to this team, which I don't think we really wanted to do, not with anybody who's currently playing. Um, you know, what, what can you do? And the Carter thing was never going to happen. I mean, if he was on a rental, maybe, but he's not. You know, so who are we really realistically going to add? The cabinet thing, I think that just picks up steam because we were had a legit chance like a year and a half ago. And that's really it. So, I mean... 
you added oh. Kyle's been saying for like over a month now that we've needed size and you know grit and they've added that and so I mean how I really can't be and they gave up nothing what a fourth and a fifth and a prospect that I've never heard of and I very I, rarely have never heard of these prospects like I can't be upset about this at all I'm not sure I would even call him a prospect I think he's just an AHL player right exactly. like some guy they picked up yeah. give him a job like I'm yeah yeah, I, yeah they picked him up in the offseason there you they, go. They were just trying to add depth to the Phantoms with them. Fletcher strikes again. Let me ask you guys <laughs> real quick. If the Flyers did, in fact, add a D, what size D would you have liked to see them add? Well, I know what God Kyle damn it. Say. Christ, that was <laughs> <laughs> What am I supposed that to do with that weird. question? <laughs> just answer honestly, Kyle. I mean, Kyle. <laughs> an average. Deal average size D. <laughs> like. Average or slightly above would be just fine. Uh-huh. Not too big, though, because then it's scary. Just an average size D is fine. And then it's scary. Oh, my God. Like, Not you don't really want a lurching D, do you? Like, you want, like, a sturdy... You know. so, so about these rails, I don't think we've seen the fucking train tracks this entire episode. <laughs> I tried to get us back on track, and Jim That's just pulled the rug right list. out from under me. Okay. So we should probably talk a little bit before we go too crazy. About the flyers, um, because we were we were kind of looking at it a little bit in our Slack chat today, and I know people were super pissy that Fairby got sent down, but looking at the cap, they may not have been able to keep him up with these new guys, which makes me wonder how, like they wouldn't be able to reactivate Nolan Patrick if they can't afford to keep Fairby up with these two new guys. How could they possibly reactivate Nolan Patrick? I don't know. It's it's interesting to me. Like, no let me ask you playoffs, this. Right? Let me ask you this. How did you feel about his little interview with Bill Clement? Because it felt like to me that he was not coming back. He, he didn't look Yeah. Oh, I haven't. I thought two months ago that we weren't going to see him this season. Right? I already kind of thought that. And then you see that interview and it's like, he, he well, just like, reminded apart, me. I mean, like, apart from him, his attitude, whatever that is. Hmm. Like at this point, we're heading into March. He has not played a single hockey game in over a year. About. About a year. And I don't want him finding his game in the first round of the playoffs. Exactly. Uh, no. I mean, it, it's just, I, uh, I was reading how long it takes him to get up to speed, and I'm doing the math, and I'm like, not only are the games playing, where we're going to be playing going into the uh, playoffs, are important, especially mm-hmm. in this division, especially what everybody just added, whether it gels or not, is irrelevant. We still need to win these games. We still need to keep pace. Jim, you said we cannot lose two or three games in a row without seriously looking in the rearview mirror, not to mention we're in the rearview mirror of some other teams, so we need to win. We can't be having Patrick find his game. We can't be having him a conditioning stint. Then he, Okay, it's time to finally get him up here on the third line or whatever and have him do whatever. And then he goes out for a game because something happens and he's back in. We can't. We just can't afford it. We just can't afford it at all. I think that's why Chuck added two guys. And then obviously Farabee at some point, whether it's the playoffs or near the end or if there's injuries, whatever, is your first call up. Yeah. It, there's no way Patrick plays this season unless no. there's dramatic, dramatic injuries, which God, I really hope that doesn't happen because, yeah, I'm closing the book on Patrick this season, unfortunately. I don't want him to. Like, I just don't want him to at this point. It's too long now. Like, 
sorry. Like, if you think about it, how long it took William Nylander to get his shit together, and he wasn't even hurt. He was just sitting out. Like, these guys can't just jump right back into NHL play at full speed like they never left. It just doesn't work that way, despite, you know, he's young and he's in great shape and all of that shit. Okay, fine. But he's going to take time to get back to game speed, and I'm just, like, super not interested in this season that is going so well, better than I think we expected. I don't want him messing it up. I got a lot of conflicted feelings about Nolan Patrick. You and I, I both. <laughs> I don't say them out loud a lot because people yell, but oh uh, yeah, but I, I like that though. Yeah, I, I like. No, we that. we feel that way on here, Kelly. We really you know what do. It is? A lot of people. I mean, it's it's either like Can't they don't they don't want to hear the truth, or you know, if you're telling the truth, it you know it, it must be a lie because it's bad. You yeah. know what I mean? Or it must be bullshit. Or you know, who are you hearing this from? Because it's you know it's it's a negative outlook. Well. You know, I'm just telling you how I feel about the situation. Well, it's, it, and, yeah, it's that, but it's also like I'm not allowed to be, you know, feel for my team because I got to feel bad for his feelings and what he's going through. You know, it's like I don't want, I don't want to be that. I don't I, have a bleeding, I don't have a bleeding heart, and I'm just like I don't. I, it sucks, sure, but we need to win. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, and I, go ahead, Kelly. It, it's just the idea that you can't at the same like this a lot of this happened with when the Oscar Lindblom news came out like the the idea that you can't at the exact same time be pissed off that your hockey team is going to be worse and also feel bad for someone who has a health right. issue you exactly. can do both of these things at the same time exactly. and to be quite honest like even before we found out what was going on with Nolan Patrick I had issues with him and I don't know if those issues were related to the fact that he had this disorder and we didn't know about it. And maybe that's why he never seemed to work very hard or always seemed to take nights off. Like, I don't know if they were related, but those are things that were really happening. And I'm just not, I don't know. He's a, he's a very, a little too chill for me. Like everything's that's, cool, I'm gonna do things at my pace. Type I want thing. him to care. I don't care really give a shit. More. You know, I you yeah. Know, I'm yeah. Microphone right now. I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, yeah, he's <laughs> he's just there. You know, at least with JVR being the second overall pick of the draft, you know, you, he tries. You know, he's there. You know, he he's not yeah. scoring, so he does the other little things. Where Patrick, you know, the skill is there, and he's just like, yeah, but I'm not really there. My head's not really there. It hurts. There, I mean, I've. I've heard, and I'm sure you guys have as well, that he kind of has the attitude that he is, like, he probably didn't have to try that hard in juniors. He was just that much better than everyone else. But you're not that much better than everyone else in the NHL, so you do have to try really hard. And I'm not sure if the first two seasons of him playing, if that ever kicked in for him. And I seriously doubt it's kicked in with him being sidelined for an entire year. So I'm. it's just like, I... I need a full year of him not fucking this team up before I'm ready to bring him back into the fold and see what happens. It's a lot of that. And if you add in the physical toll of an NHL season as well, mm -hmm. it's probably wearing on him mentally. I'm not saying that's what led to his headaches, but like, you know, that's, that's happened with players where they're just like, I'm not ready for this 82 game season. And you know, yeah. I can't do this every day, you know? So Kelly, I'll, I'll pose the question to you because we all really don't know. And it's uncharted waters. What does Fletcher do this off season with him? Well, you're not going to be able to trade him. 
Oh, yeah, definitely no. He's so the number two overall pick of the draft. He's restricted. Like, what would even the value be? But, like, is it a one-year deal? Is it league minimum? Or do you have to commit more because of where he was drafted? Like, what's that deal? It's I mean, I really don't expect too much of a definite answer because it's such uncharted waters. I mean, it would have to be a short, cheap deal because he's got to prove that he's worth the money. Because so far, he hasn't at all proven that he's worth a big contract in the NHL. Like, okay, you were drafted second overall, but, like, Alexander Daig went number one overall. Like, so. What a <laughs> it's pull. Just a, what a pull. Yeah. <laughs> I reached all the way back for that one. <laughs> Ask me what I would do. It's a good point, though. What would I you mean, do? He would cut him. I would let his ass walk. Yeah, he would let uh, see. Go somewhere. I, Dude, this team has built a winning culture without Nolan Patrick. You know he's what's funny, not, Jim? We, we talked they, about this earlier dude, in the this season. This is the thing, dude. They have to show yeah. kids like this that he's not needed. He's not needed on this team. Oh, God. I agree with you on dude, so many if, levels, but at the listen, same time. If, if he wants to be on the team, dude, he's got to earn it. He can't fucking pussyfoot in practice and expect to get on the roster. He can't decide he, when he wants to play for the team. He can't he decide was, that. And he was drafted in the Hextall era where accountability wasn't really a thing, and he was handed that second-line center role. And, you know, then shit hit the fan. And now we got Fletcher, who's got no affiliation with him whatsoever. Same with Vigneault. And you got to earn what you get. And look how good Hayes has been. It's like, yeah, you better show something. And Lawton even. Even Lawton has played better than Patrick. Like, shit. You know, so, I mean, if you really want to be on this team, you're going to have to do something. And at the very least, show up. That's what's I, happening right now. That's this is my uh, Kyle. Go ahead. Do you have something to say? Do go ahead. I haven't heard from you. I don't think you should possibly ever, under any circumstance, let Patrick walk for nothing. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, I think that's that's an absolutely absurd comment. Um, why? Why is that absurd? Because he could you get, can something get something for him. For him. Why? He so doesn't want to play hockey, go. Jim. Well, I that's understand. That's not our problem. That's the next team's problem. But you well, don't fucking let him walk. Anything. No, 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 Jim, you have the right idea with the team building, but what Kyle's saying is, listen, at the end of the day, it's a business, and it's it's an asset. You cannot let an asset just walk. Whether was, we know well, more than other teams. you right now, though? How is he an asset? Because he, he was the second get overall the pick of the draft. That yeah, holds get weight. On the that yeah, holds but, weight. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, some team would take a flyer on him for yes. a couple of picks. Look at, like, you look could at get something Yakupov. for him. Look at Yakupov, all the bullshit he's went through. They, they, the Oilers cool, got like something a, for him. It'd be cool, and he was like the number one overall pick of the draft. Fourth, fifth round pick for Nolan Patrick. It would be better than nothing. Shoot. Yeah, it would be better than nothing, but I'd shoot higher. Honestly, me, me personally, Patrick's getting a one or two year deal at one million or less, nothing over. Well, for and what? Because at the fucking worst comes to worst, Jim, you can unload him. At $1 million, you can unload him for a pick or whatever. You can, But you, you don't just give away assets. You're like, oh, you know what? I don't like you and your shitty attitude. Goodbye. Also, like, the, the, the potential is there. It is possible that he turns it around and he adjusts his attitude. Maybe not being able to play for an entire year makes him value the proposition of playing in the NHL more than he did before. Yeah, it can humble him. And they also want yeah. to make money, don't they? That's right. really That's... interesting what you just said, Kelly, by the way. Thanks. Anybody caught that? <laughs> no, it could, it could seriously humble him. If it's anybody, you know, he's not like he's made, he's not a millionaire yet, at least I don't think. I mean, he's not making that money yet. At the very least, you have the talent to do something to get paid, at the very least, 
try for that. And yeah, like you don't throw away an asset and you can sell on two things. He was a second overall pick of the draft and the potential is there. And sometimes guys need to change the scenery. Sometimes guys just need to need more time. And if he, we don't have that because of our cap situation, then you trade him and you get something. And yeah, you might not get much, but you get something. Oscar Limbaugh was a fifth round pick. So I'll get what I'll take whatever we can get. If we do decide to trade him and it also at the same time, there are some stupid GMs out there. You might be able to swing something better than you think. I mean, look what they look what the devils did for Taylor Hall, for God's sake. You know, I mean, you never know. You never know. You don't want to just cut a guy. It's, better than Luke uh, Chen. You got to do better than Luke Chen. Touche. <laughs> to, to take a step back real fast and to backtrack a little bit, Kelly, to what you were saying for the cap issue um i just looked it up as of right now they could call bunneman and farabee up and still be under the cap they have 2.1 mil yeah they have 2.1 million you know what it is it's probably cap space. prorated yeah it's probably prorated uh, yeah i didn't know that either that's good news excellent news. news it's fantastic something i was going to ask about nolan patrick is he already on long-term injured reserve yes he okay. is on ltir okay just wondering because that would have took some cap space away too, right? If they put him on there. Oh yeah, or- it takes his cap well, it completely off. Okay. Yeah, so it's it not all, It's not on the books. I can't now. remember what he's making. So that's why you brought up. Because if he, if he does come back, then that, that's on the books. So mm-hmm. you said he'd be able to come back, Kyle. Oh yeah, that was yeah. Bunneman and Farabee. Well, it's about. like at that point, it's one or the yes, other. As of, as of right now, if Patrick was to come back this year, there would be enough space to fit him and Farabee. Okay, I got it. Because that's both of them. Both of them combined is, uh, I think they're both what nine twenty five. So mm-hmm. we're talking eighteen fifty, and there's two point one mil left. Yeah, because of the prorated all that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't want Nolan Patrick anymore. I'm done. <laughs> you're you're out so quick on guys. You're just like, nope, I'm done. Had enough. No, I don't like that shit. I don't. I don't want to. I mean, that's just how I am. And I think. If I, if I'm reading Elaine Vigneault the right way, I think he's a people guy, but he's also does he also doesn't take any shit. No, and it's, I think he's tired of like and, and don't get me wrong because when I see him talk about Lindblom, he talks about Lindblom, and I know it's more serious with Lindblom, but when he talks about Oscar Lindblom, he talks about him in a completely different way than he does uh, Nolan Patrick. His whole demeanor changes. It's almost like he's sick of Patrick's shit. You know, it's like all year long you're asking me if he's gonna play, if he's gonna play. He skates every day. I don't know why he's not playing. You know, it's I don't know. That's what it looks like to me. It looks like he's tired of it. He just wants him to play. Um, he seems like the kind of coach where I mean, he, he started at the beginning of the year. If you weren't going to bust your ass, you weren't going to get minutes. Patrick hasn't played three fourths of the three fourths of the year. I think it's unfair if he gets into the into the lineup now. And the mo- most fun time of the year, you're going to replace. Uh, you know, before they made the deal, you're going to replace Bonham and you're going to replace Farabee. You haven't played all season. So, you know, I don't, for that reason, I wouldn't like him getting into the lineup. I think if, you know, if there, if, if there is things going on, take the entire year off, come back next year fresh, you know? Yeah. Jim, I actually agree with you. I, I know that the, um, the team, the Flyers team to play the Devils, I think it was 03, where they went to like, they were up 3-1 and lost when Lindros came back. Oh, no. That's, that's Eric Lindros. I'm they fucking triggered. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> No, that team felt the same way. No, no, you, you, uh, we're not going to go back to 2003 and hang a playoff series loss on Eric Lindros. I don't think the loss is on them. They were up three, one, but 
They definitely weren't. I mean, they definitely weren't about it. Was that when Lindros got knocked out? <laughs> yeah, by Stevens. God damn it. I mean, he was playing his ass off. I won't, I won't <laughs> take away from him. It's, and I wanted to see Lindros, but there were definitely players on the team that definitely had an issue with that. That's on them, then. That's not on Eric Lindros. All right. If I'm the GM, I'm putting him in. I'm not arguing that. But if you're talking, you know, team chemistry and you got guys who are there all year and Lindros, uh, his main thing was contract. And, his, you know, that's why your father should never be your, you know, agent. But that's a whole nother situation. But the point is, I understand from a team (laughs) perspective, playing the entire year, grinding it out, playing through injuries and all that shit, and having some guy who is entitled come in and just play top line minutes. It's like, okay, cool. Oh, boy. That's fun. Listen, if I if I thought Nolan Patrick was going to come in with Eric Lindros energy, I'd be all for it. But he's not. <laughs> he's also not Eric Lindros. So no, I mean, it's not, not a it's not a perfect comparison. But the Lindros same time, only went one pick higher than him. <laughs> I'm not even going to go that far. And JVR. I'm, 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 I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's not a perfect analogy. But I understand guys who have been there all year through the grind. And have somebody else come in. I, I get that. I understand that. At the end of the day, as a fan, I want the top players out there. I don't care about that. Yeah. But if we're talking about team makeup, if we're talking about how like how much we like this team to gel, it does mean a little something. Not a lot, but a little. I mean, the at the end of the day, that doesn't matter because I've seen nothing from Nolan Patrick in the two years that he's been here that tells me he's absolutely 100% going to make this team better if he comes back in. And since I don't know that 100%, I don't need to take the chance. There's no reason to. Just sit out for the year. Well, I agree with that in the the respect that Lindros, no matter what, made the team a lot better. A lot better. Right. Uh, As a team chemistry, that's a different different story. Um, But if if Nolan Patrick or Eric Lindros? What did you say? say? (laughs) Title of the episode, Nolan Patrick or Eric Lindros? Please don't title it that because Lindros was literally being compared to Gretzky when he was around. So don't do that. Probably get a couple clicks for that, though. Oh, Jim, we're not that. We we are People not clickbait. Click. We're not clickbait, <laughs> Jim. That should be the name of the, t- of the episode. Well, we're Patrick, not Eric bait. Lindros, what the Jim. fuck? You're going to attach my name to that shit, and I'm going to have to defend myself. <laughs> Kyle, you're awfully quiet tonight. But when he speaks, it's gold. Is he still there? I'm not looking at the camera anymore. There he is. Giving me the... He's froze on mine, so I still see Junior Kyle on mine. You want to talk about the standings real quick? Yeah, yep. that's a good idea. Let's do that. Because the Flyers are five points out. And, you know, I know I'm not the first one to bring this up because there are a lot of people excited about the Flyers. But I think it was last Monday I said the Flyers are going to win the division. I just really feel like they're going <laughs> to... Dude, and like team, the teams in front of them are kind of slipping up a little bit. I mean, the Islanders had to make a trade; they were kind of slipping up. Hurricanes, you know, had guys out; guys are banged up. They've made a couple moves. Columbus, I think's washed up. They're on like an eight-game losing streak or whatever. They're Foster struggling for the six weeks at least. Yeah, they're done. Put a fork in them. I'm not worried about the Blue Jackets anymore. The Flyers can handle the Caps. They match up with them well. Uh, I think they have. This this is going to sound nuts, Kelly. Tell me if you disagree and. It's okay if you do. Okay. I think they got the Penguins' number. I think they know how to play Pittsburgh. I think it was an unlucky loss the last time they played. They probably should have won. And in a seven-game series, I think the Flyers can win. I think they can. I don't feel as confident about it as I do with a cap series. 
I was just going to say, you're still taking the Caps if you had a choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree I'll, with that. I'll take either one. And they're going to have home ice against whoever it is. Probably going to have to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, if they're first, they're not going to take the Caps with the Penguins. Yeah, Jim, in no. your scenario, yeah. they're, they're in your scenario, they're playing, what, Detroit? Yeah, the Rangers finished second. <laughs> <laughs> they're going uh, to play... They're gonna play the fucking Islanders, and I'm gonna be pissed. Oh yeah, that would you imagine? I do not want that. I do not want that. <clears throat> I think they can tank, handle Carolina. I think be, I think it'd be tough, but I think they could take Carolina for sure. Especially if their goaltending situation stays as it is. Yeah, if they don't get healthy, and it's like up in the air for them goaltending wise. I don't think I don't think Carolina is gonna make it, and I think uh, the Rangers are. Fucking well, I don't know. They just lost what their number one. They didn't really team. add. They, they didn't had really a weird add. day, didn't they? Because I really yeah, thought they, they could have made a push. They're they, back. You, would, you would have thought Carolina <coughs> would have went after one of the goalies. That's what they, I was they, saying. They That's what I. I mean, <clears throat> even when their goaltending was healthy, that was still an issue for them going back to last year. And they they didn't. Laner goes to Vegas and they're adding all these defensemen before he went to Vegas. It just Shesterkin I mean, I got know. into a car accident. What? Shesterkin got into a car accident. That's why they didn't trade any goalies. That's he's out why? for he's out for a couple weeks, yeah. That that's why. It is. And then Buchnevich was in the car with him. They both got hurt. I swear to God, that's why. Mm-hmm. Is it because they were driving on the opposite side of the road? <laughs> <laughs> I did not read that. But I'm sure it is possible. It's a possibility. Yeah, they're Jim, both Jim. out for a couple weeks. Fractured rib. Let me see hmm. this way. Jim, do you really think? And now I'm starting to get on this train because I'm looking at the numbers, and it's actually we. I wish we had more games in hand, but we don't. But do you think the Flyers could actually win the division? Give me a percentage. I think they can go to the fucking Stanley Cup if things play out right. I knew I shouldn't have asked this question. I, I don't disagree with you. Nice. If, if somebody takes out Tampa Bay, I, I mean, they can go. People See, look can't. at you like you're crazy when you say that. But honestly, like, the reason that they got to the final in 2010 is because everything played out perfectly. Yeah. Montreal well, here's... <laughs> took out every team they couldn't beat. He, yes. Yeah. And that's my point. And that's a good point you bring up. Everything played out perfectly. And the, the eight seed took out Washington and Pittsburgh. So if something right. like that happens... Absolutely right. We could go to the playoffs. <laughs> that was pretty yeah, awesome. What's the other thing they say about what's the other thing they say about the playoffs? Goaltenders get hot. And that's mm-hmm. the one thing that I, I I just don't I want him to. He's my favorite player. He got his jersey and everything. If Hart gets hot, then yeah, okay, sure. But do you really see that happening at this point? I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm too nervous to I don't have that confidence yet. Can Not yet. Happened with, happen with Bennington. Yeah, yep. the thing, the with thing is, Hart, man. Like the know, goalies man. get I hope you're right. They always get hot for no reason. Like, there's no rhyme or reason to it. They just get hot. So Carter Hart could get hot at any point. That's a really good point. But Biddington, I don't think he ever played, like, poorly on the road. And they're going to have to play a lot of road games. And I'm like, is he just going to suddenly turn it around? It's a weird thing. He shouldn't matter where he plays. But apparently it is. I I don't know. But Biddington didn't get good until that game in Philly. and That That was his first game, though. Yeah, that wasn't that much before where we are right now so if carter hart turns it on right now it's time heading into the playoffs that's what I mean. like biddington he's came in and just started winning you know and hart's been here he's been good he's got this weird away record for some unknown reason i really can't explain 
Yeah, it really doesn't, you know, and there's no reason for it. But like, if he were to turn it around, yes, I believe. But I don't know. He lets up. He's got rebound control issues, and he's just lets up too many like softies that make you. So here's the thing with Hearts Away thing. I I actually read it the other day. You ready? Go ahead. He when he's home, when he's when he plays at home, he eats a certain cereal. Eats Cheerios at home, away from home. They can't. They can't get Cheerios for him, it's and his whole like routine a, is fucked up. This bullshit. All right. Well, let's. Is this like a Nolan Patrick two ham sandwiches thing. Yeah, let's something scratch. like that. Yeah. Let's I think he's that. been a he's been a little bit better on the road since he came back, though. I think. Yeah. No, he Not has. Great, he has. but I better. Noticed that too. I noticed that too, and that would be fantastic. That'd be great. Uh, I just to go if we were seriously talking a playoff run, I'm a little. You know, Stanley Cup run. Stanley Cup run. He has not been all that good since he's come back on the red. Better than playing like one game. I'm looking at his. I'm looking at his stats right now. Since he came Uh, back from injury, February February 10th 10th. game. February 10th game was his first game. Yeah. So he won. Okay. And Florida. Go ahead. One game against Florida in Florida. His save percentage was nine through nine. That's good. So he had. He had. He's had. Two away games. The other one was against Tampa Bay, and he was eight two six. That's Tampa. against the that's against the best, the hottest team in the league right now. Uh, agreed, but I'm just I was just highlighting his two away games. And so far for his home game since he's been back, it's been ridiculous. Against Florida nine six eight. Against Columbus nine six six, and then against Winnipeg, which was Saturday nine three one. Okay, no, it's a it's a good point. So overall, he's been good. On away, he's been the same. He's, he had one, one. he's had one bad away game since he came back against the hottest team in the league. But against yeah, Kyle's yeah. point, we have a I'm very small sample size. I'm it's just very pointing small. it out. So yeah. negative, dude. <laughs> uh, really, Nolan Patrick needs to pack his shit. And walk. <laughs> 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 well, let's see. I wonder if we'll play against the. Uh... I uh, you know if I'm the Flyers I start him I start him against San Jose and the Rangers and play yeah. Ellie at the Rangers so I don't know we'll see both wins shutouts you would hope but the Rangers are better than you think oh, I know I they're mean, good if you if you they're gonna give you fits they're gonna give you fits if you beat San Jose Say, and then that. you take the first of two I mean you are really. Jim, you know, I, I really thought you were a little kooky when you brought it up the first time about the division lead. But it's not that far out of reach. It's well, not look at, at who all. they're playing. Let's look ahead. Let's look ahead. Like you were saying, they should be San Jose. You should have that revenge factor a little bit, plus your home. And you got back-to-back against the Rangers. You got to make one of those, yeah. right? You got Washington away. That's a toss-up. They they have played them very well this season. That's a toss-up. They're due and for a loss, I think, though, against against the Caps. It might be they've added and they're away, but Washington's been trending downwards. Although that win against Pitt was big. You got Carolina at home, who I believe they've had their number. Buffalo added Wayne Simmons. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a home game. That's the win. They've handled Boston. 
They got to go to Tampa. That's probably tough. Minnesota, Edmonton. That's kind of that's probably they'll probably go one on one there. So the I don't Boston, know. There's a lot of Tampa. Western Conference games. They got Detroit. They got New Jersey. Nashville's having a rough season. Buffalo. They got two big games against Pitt though coming up on the twenty. Or I'm sorry, it's just one. Sorry, twenty ninth. One last Flyers. We all we all agree that all of these games, Rangers, uh, San Jose, in this whole grouping in. T- with the exception of the Washington game, until you get to Boston, Tampa Bay, they're winnable games. All oh, yeah, for sure. They got like 20 games left. They could easily go 15 and 5 if they're on their game. 20 and 0. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, uh, we've been yeah. dealing with this all season. It was the 82 only- and 0, then it was 72 and 8. And, and- yeah. The only teams that that I think would give the Flyers trouble is Tampa Bay and you know the Islanders. I, I really would. I really Edmonton am looking Mike. forward to the game. Edmonton, Edmonton yeah, Mike. but yeah, but they're not going to play them till the cup or whatever. So if they lose them in the regular <laughs> season, what? They got Edmonton. They got the Islanders. They could beat Boston. They could beat St. Louis. I don't know Dallas. They I don't know. They can they lose got to some stinkers. They, they got some stinkers in there too. You're right. I mean, it's not that crazy. Not. Who knew? That's what I'm saying. Who knew? Jim. I always oh, thought Jesus had hair. He did. Oh, wait, you're talking about me. You're <laughs> <laughs> the new Messiah. Uh, okay. Jim, you got me excited, man. Wow. Dude. You should be excited. It's, Dude, a, it's well, he got me extra excited. Like I mean, but it's been ten excited. it's been ten years, Kelly, so you gotta give us some time. I mean, the sun's bright, it's scary. We're coming out of the cave. Let the eyes. I'm letting my eyes adjust. Where you know Jim's building a fort over here. I'm ready to burst, man. You know what I'm saying. I'm I'm glad. I'm proud. I dropped the hook. There it went. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I mean, we're an hour and twenty minutes in here. Uh, Did we cover everything? Yeah. Trade deadline, standings, Nolan Patrick or Eric Lindros. <laughs> what else did we miss? What about if we go around real quick and did you guys have like an ideal move that you would have liked to see the Flyers make and, you know, just for fun? Kelly, did you have an ideal move, like a dream scenario or anything? I, I didn't really. I didn't want them to do anything big because doing something big would have required them to trade a roster player and I didn't really want them to. So I'm Not totally either. fine. No, I don't want them to trade Ghost. I I wouldn't have hated it if they only did Derek Grant and not Nate Thompson, but it's I'm fine with what they did. I'm good with it. All right, Kyle, did you have a dream scenario that you would have liked to see? You sure you want me to ask? Are you sure you want to ask me this? I'm going to steal yours. As long as it's hockey related and not D related. <laughs> oh my god! God damn it! Well, hockey day. That's fine. <clears throat> Thanks, Jim. Um, again, the whole ghost situation. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't have minded uh, them moving on um, if the price was right. And obviously, uh, Fletch didn't feel like the price was right. They said they got multiple phone calls on him, and I don't think anybody was willing to pay what Fletch was asking. So. I'll trust his judgment on that one by not getting rid of him for whatever somebody was offering. Other than that, 
if they didn't unload Ghost, there was really nothing you could really do besides what they did and adding uh, two physical players, which I thought we lacked, was about what I needed out of them. Yeah, that's pretty much what you were asking for, I think, and you got what you wanted there. Jack, what was your dream scenario, and I know this is going to be good. Well, I really wish you didn't say that last part because um, why? I knew they really couldn't do anything. Yeah, but what? <laughs> if, but what would you have liked to see them do? Like, if you were if you were the GM, as creative as you wanted to be, what was your move? I would like to see them run up the price on everybody that the Metro teams added, so that they couldn't <laughs> add them, and they all went out west. How's that? <laughs> okay. All right. Dream big. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're they can't do anything. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I, they can't. Their hands are tied. And Fletcher did what he could. He added some some depth, and he did it at the correct position. You know, I did like what Kyle brought up about uh, Bazogan or Bazogan or whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> but he went to uh, Gosian. Yeah, thank you. He went to uh, <laughs> Tampa because they get everybody. How did you but say? If you so- look, Kelly. Huh. What was that again? What was his name again? Bogosian. There you go, Jim. So anyway, like they, they Tampa was adding guys for they were just, just throwing out, out first round picks. You know, they yeah. were just adding everybody. Okay, I, I would take a I wanted center depth and maybe defensive depth and size, which we didn't get that the the defensive depth size. We've got the center size. And what more can you ask for? I mean, what are we going to do? Add some kind of stud player? It's the, the team makeup will be completely destroyed. Like, I, I don't see it happening. So they did the best they could do. The Metro got really good, which you can't control that. So it is what no, it is. Right? Allegedly. 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 Good. That's true. Maybe good. It's, it's yet to, to be, be determined. Yes. To be determined. Correct. So TBD. Exactly. Okay. I thought you guys were going to be a lot more fun with that. So did What's I. Yours, I did. I thought I was. Uh, Connor I McDavid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they had Jack the guns. Mike, you heard him he, a couple weeks ago. You package up Nolan Patrick, Shane Gossespear, and whoever else doesn't want to Paul play Giroux hockey. Send and, them to uh, send them to Edmonton. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you still wanted Jack Eichel, according to a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I would have done that trade if they would have took yes, Carter Hart out of that trade. If that? they would have took Hart out, I would have done it. Suggested trade. Yeah, I don't I remember the exact thing, but anytime I have a chance to get Jack Eichel, I'm going to consider it. Oh, Sean Couturier. It was Giroux, Couturier, Ghost, a first-round pick, and I think one of our left nuts, and that would have got us Eichel. No. That's what no. we all told him. <laughs> I would have no. gone. Giroux yeah, and I... Couturier. And Ghost. Are you and high? And a first-round pick. Oh, and Hart. And Hart. <laughs> remember, Hart was in the trade, too. No, I took. You have to take Hart out, and then I would, right, said I would consider it. I would Jim consider it. Jim took Hart out. We were also getting um, Ristolainen and somebody else. Yeah, I'm not trading Couturier for anything. I I no. Um, we should do it straight up. Overall pick. We should do it straight up. Straight up. No. In a heartbeat. Yeah. You hear that? Have orange colored glasses on. No. Couturier yeah. is really good. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'll, I'll say this much. I, would I do it straight up? Probably, but I wouldn't be happy about it. <laughs> Why? I love Couturier. I really do. He's underrated. Eichel. Even by us, he's underrated. Yeah. Eichel's hey, better now than Couturier was when he was at Eichel's age. I know. By but, a lot. 
A lot of that's Baruby's fault. Offensively. No. He's like <laughs> younger than him, and he's better. Yeah, offensively. Michael's better than Katuri. I'll give it to you. That being said, you're still I think it's a, it's a little apples and oranges, though. Okay. Yeah, I don't the, know. If, I don't know if you could, could definitively say that Jack Eichel is a 100% a better hockey player than Sean. Well, if you include defense as much as yeah, then I agree. I don't think Eichel's defense is even on the plane as Couturier's. It's a fun argument. It Car- is. So. I'd ultimately side with Eichel, but that being said, the trade that was proposed, I was like, yeah, fuck no. No. I would consider. They want to Drew as like as a throw in at that point. Like, come <laughs> on. I would have no. considered and ghosts for God's sake. You can have ghosts for peanuts. Just take them. Oh all. boy, Ooh, Jimmy, I'm in for that. Addition oh, by boy. subtraction. Listen, opens up four Ghost falls points. under the same like umbrella that Patrick does on the value level. Like you gotta he's get. He's gonna something. get moved in the off season. I do. I think he probably will. But we better he's gonna get, get moved. To the, he's gonna get moved to the draft. Yeah, that this, would be. This can be our last topic here, but. What do you expect to get for Shane Goss's bear? Well, I mean, at the draft when when everything's like kind of calm and you know everybody forgets how bad he was. Everybody forgets how the last couple of seasons. Maybe just bring statistics. Maybe bring his sixty-five point uh, year statistics and well, scribble told- out the year at the top <laughs> and write. Well, I told you he's like, changing at- his number, right? Yes, it's going to be sixty-five. Uh-huh. Oh boy, <laughs> Kelly! I want to hear your thoughts on Shane Goss's bear. I am not one hundred percent ready to give up on him. I think that's fair. I I have to see how the rest of the season plays out. If he truly cannot get his shit together, then yeah, you got to move him in the summertime. But I I wouldn't have traded him today. I'm definitely well, not giving him up for peanuts. I'm not getting rid of. No. I'm not making a trade for the sake of making a trade. That's for Mm-mm. sure. I don't even like peanuts, and I would I would trade them for peanuts. Peanuts are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> all I, I mean, can all I can think of right now Just is average Ace size peanuts. Is what? Is Ace Ventura when he's on the plane? Yeah. Like, yes, <laughs> no, thank you. I've already got one. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, let's. Uh, I don't know. You guys want to? Wrap this one up. I'm just going to go straight Ace Ventura at this point. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Kelly, you have anything coming up? Anything you want to plug out there? No. Just listen to Brushy Talkie Radio because we're fun. Cool. Wait, Uh, Kelly. Checking out the competition. Oh, yeah, those two, but they're usually garbage. Don't listen to those. (laughs) You still owe me. The next time we play the Devils, you got to give it to that guy, man. I can't stand him. He is such a pain in the ass. That guy's such a weirdo. He literally, before we start recording, every single time I talk to him, he tells me about how his divorce proceedings are going. And, and it's, well, first of all, not great. Could you imagine being married to him? How Second of all, it's like, man. we're not friends, bro. I don't want to know anything yeah, this about is you. A, this is a partnership. We're just talking flyers. I don't want to know about your life. Yeah, buddy. Just tell me about... He, he's working up the courage to ask you out is what it is. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. He's like, I'm getting divorced. Everything sucks. What are you doing later? I feel like what, if you're getting... I have an average size penis. <laughs> All right, cut. <laughs> That's up to Kyle. We have lost the rails. The yeah, rails no longer exist. Rails are done. <laughs> Kyle controls what's in and what's out. Rails are overrated. 
<laughs> That's what you should name the episode right there. Uh, I got a couple of uh, names right here written down. All right, Jim, fine. Jim is biased against me. He doesn't name anything after what I say, ever. Usually it's when I, I stutter or something. That's usually what it gets named. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you called... Ta- I keep calling Tanner Lazinski Lannert Lazinski now. I can't stop saying it. Because I was watching Game of Thrones, Lannister, and then Lannert Lazinski came Like out. his new name is just Lannert Lazinski now. It's not Tanner anymore. <laughs> I can't not say it the wrong way now. Yeah, you know what? Me neither. <laughs> All right. Let's um, let's um, wrap up here. Yeah. Trade deadline episode over. Kelly, thanks for coming on and hanging out with us. Yeah, you guys are the best. I yeah, like this fun. show. It's fun. I had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go Flyers, baby. We got this. <laughs> Jack, real quick. What, what, are you sipping on anything over there? Not anymore. Well, <laughs> you want to, uh, you want to uh, promote anything? What were oh, you sure. drinking? Uh, Jack Daniels, no, old number seven, Tennessee whiskey is very good. Now, Jack Did underscore HW radio. Every now and then I get on there with the Jack's therapy, but you know what? Team's been playing pretty good. I don't think I need any therapy. <laughs> the pain can play it. My mouth is numb. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Nothing. We're wrapping Nothing. up. We love you. That's all. I know. I love me too. Uh, if you guys haven't checked it out already, Kyle has a show in Forces Corner where he had Mike Scroy on. Uh, if you haven't heard, there's all that beef going on with uh, Paul Bissonette and Dan Carcillo. Kyle had an awesome interview with Dan, uh, Mike Scroy. I keep did I call him Dan the first time? That was my bad. No. I called we were him Mike. I think Dan Carcillo. It's okay. I was yeah. So Mike Scroy, awesome interview on Enforcers Corner. Uh, I think you got more episodes coming. I know you've been talking to some guys. Yeah, so uh, I've been. It's you know everybody's really freaking busy, myself included. So it's it's not the easiest thing in the world to line up these guys. Uh, but next week I should be graced with Jason Strudwick's presence, which would be nice. Yeah, he cool. did win a Stanley Cup, so Stanley boom, camp on the show. So I look forward to hearing that. So that's an awesome episode uh, coming up. Uh, and that's pretty much all we got, guys. I got to do an angry negative with Dan right after this. Uh, I came out with a little Metro report show. Give that a listen, guys. If you like it, let me know. If you want me to stop, just tell me. I won't get mad. And Good uh, luck being angry and negative after this show. I know. It's so hard. I get so much <laughs> shit on that show. All I can do is be excited and positive. And I was like, what's your problem, man? So, yeah, that's what's coming on next uh, for me. And we're going to sign out, guys. We'll talk next week. Hopefully about a couple more wins. Sharks, Rangers. They play the Rangers twice this weekend. Yep. Back to back, baby. So hopefully we're talking about three more wins next week. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week, guys. Thanks. Do I hit the stop recording button, Kyle, or you like me to No, keep hold on, because Jack missed out on his chance again. What's going on with you, Jack? You all right? You you feeling okay? I am perfectly fine. Thank you very much. All well, right, because that's, that's two episodes in a row. You didn't get your little random yell in before I start. Music. We have a guest. I am not going to do that. Why not? You're going to no? say something naughty? I've never done that. I've said 
random things, but no, it's we had such a good show. Why would I ruin it with something stupid? <laughs> I'm gonna leave all this in for the record. Yay! <laughs> Outtakes in the best. Uh-huh. We seriously should have like an outtakes. No edits. Episode. We are right now. No. <laughs> cut it and cut it all together in another another episode. Uh, all right. End the show again. <laughs> all right. Now we're over for real. For real. For See real. you guys next week. <laughs>